What's going on, IntelliGamers? It is Wednesday, July 12th, and I am Josh Boykin, founder of IntelliGame.us. Welcome to another edition of IntelliGame Radio. This is a topic that is the article that I've been struggling with over the past couple of days, and I wanted to talk about it here on Anchor. Localization creates a connection between the person consuming the media and the work itself. This reaches beyond just translation. This is making sure that whatever that translated work is feels relevant to the person who's consuming it. A great non-video game example is Captain America Civil War, when Sam Wilson, uh, who will later become Falcon, gives Captain America or Steve Rogers the, the oh, you have to listen to the Trouble Man soundtrack to uh, have an, a better understanding of what happened while you were frozen in ice. Steve pulls out a notebook. This notebook is filled with other things that people have told him that he has to to watch or to read or to catch up on to have a better understanding of current culture. That list is different based on the region in which you watch the movie. So if you're watching it in China or if you're watching it in the UK, the list of items in Steve's notebook is different than if you watched it in the US. Now that doesn't make any difference on the script of the movie itself, but it does make a difference in the connection that we have as a viewer to the movie. That joke is more relevant to us when we understand what those items are in that notebook. Simultaneously, poor localization can push us further away from a work, and that is how I feel about this particular issue I'm going to bring up in Final Fantasy XIV. Now, I've been playing it for a few days, and I have really enjoyed the way that I feel like they've had relevant political commentary or social discussions mixed in with just the gameplay and exploration of Final Fantasy XIV. Creating my character, I started in the zone called Ulta. It is a big bustling city where there's a lot of money coming in from outside Ulda's borders. This means that now there's a squeeze for housing and for space, and a number of the people who are native to Ulda are being pushed out. There's also a big refugee crisis in Ulda, and so there's uh, it's hard to play through this and not feel this resonance towards particularly Portland, but uh, a number of issues that we may be experiencing in the U.S. in general. Now, given uh, Final Fantasy Realm Reborn has been around for years, so um, this isn't a matter of somebody responding to politics from two or three months ago and incorporating that in a translation. But uh, this particular side quest that I was uh, I embarked on, uh, there's a woman named Ime who says, oh, um, I heard that there's this auction where anybody can come in and bid on plots of land and, and a house. And that's something I want to get in on because I have been working this long time and I, you know, I'm a hardworking old Anian. I should be able to get in on this, but I can't go find out this information myself, so why don't you go and find out for me, because you're an adventurer, you'll care about this too. So as a quote-unquote adventurer, aka a player character, we go over to this area called the Goblet to learn more 
about the housing area. Now, Final Fantasy XIV has a housing market in that there are a finite number of houses and now apartments which exist on every server. And so if you want to have a house or an apartment and, and they're all booked, you either have to move to a server where there are new houses available or you have to buy one from somebody else. It's a really interesting discussion about artificial scarcity that I think would be a great discussion for another segment. But regardless, we end up going to the goblet and we find out, hey, um, there are houses here. Adventurers can, uh, can get in on the auction, but uh, people who live here, native Uldanians, cannot because we're trying to encourage immigration. So this is basically the game's way of saying, well, this is the reason why player characters can get these houses while ostensibly non-player characters who live in the world would not be able to. So of course, this is information that we have to go back and deliver to Ime, who is disappointed. And she says, oh, well, I can understand that countries want to attract all these strong adventurers, but what about my needs? Now, the next piece of dialogue is what we're gonna have a discussion about. Ime's line is, but what about my needs? What about my 40 acres and a chocobo? Bah, this is just so unfair. And that's the end. You get your gill, you get your money, and you move on without another word. Now, this is an American piece of localization and for those of you who may not have caught the reference, 40 acres and a chocobo is a reference to 40 acres and a mule, which was a promise made to freed slaves after the Civil War, saying, well, you haven't been paid for this labor. How are you going to buy a house or have a place to be able to start your life? So we're going to give you land and we're going to give you resources so that ostensibly you can start a life and take care of your families. Now. Uh, none of that was conveyed in the quest <laughs> to go and find out about these plots of land in the goblet. There are a number of issues that I have with this line. Mainly, it's, it's the combination of inaccuracy with the tone that is then mixed into this what about my needs? That, that accent is, is in the line. And it makes it seem as if 40 acres and a chocobo is attached to this sense of privileged entitlement. Oh, this is just so unfair. Well, 40 acres and a mule was a promise made to unpaid slaves, suffering violence over the course of an entire period of American history. I don't think that that was what the Final Fantasy XIV localization team was shooting for when they made that reference. I did some research online and found a single Square Enix forum post that was made in response to this. Somebody had commented and said, I think maybe Square Enix, you want to change this because people could get offended. And then uh, I believe roughly 15 posts followed uh, where people essentially said, oh, you Americans are just so sensitive. And I think it's uh, a little ironic that the last person who commented and said basically I agree with that sentiment that there's nothing wrong here 
commented with a, uh, a GIF or a GIF, whatever, whatever team you pick, of a movie theater crowd from like the 1930s, 1940s clapping. And that's an all white crowd. Now, um, this isn't me trying to play this like hyper liberal cultural sensitivity card. This is about creating functional, appropriate dialogue for your audience. I don't think that the FF14 localization team's goal was to bring up concepts of slavery or to make these sort of associations about entitlement versus reparations because that, that's that's how it feels to me when I see that line. Now, in that forum post, somebody had brought up, well, I think maybe they had meant to bring up the American dream and instead referenced 40 acres and a mule. Now that makes more sense. The idea that we're dealing with this post-nuclear family discussion of everybody in America should have a, the ability to get a white picket fence and 2.4 kids and a car and a big yard, like that is a societal conflict that we're in, that we're fighting against, that we're we're clashing into right now in America. And if they had said, well, what about my needs? What about the old Donian dream? Now we could still have a discussion about how that makes suggestions of entitlement compared to societal expectations, but there wouldn't be this entire level of associating it with slavery and a promise made by ostensibly the United States government to enslaved people. I don't think that that was the Square Enix team's intention. Now I do also have to bring up that that forum post was in 2013, which means that this text has been around for years. And I can't help but wonder, why hasn't this been patched yet? Now, I went back to that forum post, and originally a user named Yumcax said, just because you reference something doesn't mean that you agree with it. Look at Warner Brothers cartoons with Hitler, Indiana Jones. Closes the quote with saying, so to sum up, I'm not saying that slavery itself is a small thing. It's one of the most disgusting things we human beings have done. I'm saying that the reference is a small thing, as there isn't more to it than what you choose to see. And that's when the clapping white people image shows up. Point of the story, though, is that in that context, whether they're Warner Brothers cartoons, uh, you know, Looney Tunes with Bugs Bunny, or Indiana Jones, we have a defined context in which we are experiencing Hitler and the Nazis. We have been told via the context of those stories that those are the enemies. Those are the bad guys. This is a situation to be reviled or laughed at, satirized, what have you. We don't have that same context. We don't have a signaling, a clear signaling in the reference of 40 Acres and a Chocobo. Instead, we just have the associations of the of the the surrounding text. Bah! This is just not fair. What about my needs? Those sound like it sounds like a child, a child whining. And it's hard for me to then see that line of forty acres and a chocobo, and not connect those feelings and ideas with. A statement about American history. See, this is why it's important 
to have a diverse team to be able to look at these issues and say, you know, actually, maybe that line, maybe that's not quite right. Now, um, I did tweet an image about this. When I saw it, I took a screenshot and sent it out and instantly I had folks responding that were just like, oh yeah, that's not good. How did that happen? Yet this line has been around since at least 2013 because that's when this forum post was made. There's a part of me that wants to say that I, if a black American had been on that localization team or brought in as a consultant and read that line, they would have been like, you know, I don't think that's exactly what you mean to say here. And I also understand that this is just one line in a side quest that's very early on in the vanilla version of this game. A majority of its population is, I believe, two expansions removed from ever seeing this. But as a new player, walking into this world, immersed in its characters, all of a sudden I felt like I, I got the shot taken at me, at my background, at my culture. Like those, I, I just don't understand why it would be so important to have that singular line of dialogue as opposed to potentially alienating an entire group of people who could encounter this line. Now I know that there are folks out there who are going to feel less sensitive about the subject than I do, well within their rights. I'm sure there are other black people, black Americans, who, say, who may say that this is a bridge too far. But I don't think it is. And it's because I don't see that this line being critical to anything that has been delivered in the game. This doesn't change the nature of the game or the quest for any way that is positive. We're not learning anything from this historical association. This doesn't provide any relevant context to the world of Uldah. Nothing that's backed up by the rest of the lore. Instead, this just feels a little sloppy. So my hope is that eventually this could get patched. I think Uldanian Dream hits exactly the buttons that this reference is trying to hit, but I, I guess we'll have to see. I have reached out to Square Enix, to one of their uh, PR folks, to see if I could get some information about this, and I haven't heard back yet. Um, in the meantime, I hope that even if nothing changes in Final Fantasy XIV, that people can use this discussion or this concept as a guiding theme for developing their own dialogue and worlds in their games and media. Well, folks, I know that's a lot of content for one day, so I'm going to go ahead and call it here. My name's Josh Boykin. I'm the founder of Intelligame.us, and you can find me on Twitter at Wallstormer. Thank you so much for joining in the discussion. If you have questions or comments and you're listening here on Anchor, I encourage you to use that call-in button and contribute your thoughts. If you are listening on your favorite podcast app, I hope you've hit subscribe, but I also encourage you to get the Anchor app. There are a number of other stations that offer a lot of great content, and I think they'd be worth your time. You can also use the call-in function to offer your own opinion. In the meantime, I do know that there's no game of the day today. It's because I haven't played any games yet. Um, I'm hoping to play some before I go to bed today. But in the meantime, 
I just wanted to go ahead and, and leave you folks with the pretty sizable chunk of content that we've created today. Until the morning, have a great night and keep IntelliGaming. Hey, Anchor community. Thank you so much for supporting IntelliGame Radio here at Anchor FM. IntelliGame.us is a game culture and criticism site dedicated to finding intersections between games and the world around us. IntelliGame tries to take an approach where we make games accessible for everybody. So if you are new to gaming or if you've been around for quite some time, you should be able to find content through IntelliGame that helps you have a deeper understanding of games and the world around you. You can always swing over to IntelliGame.us for culture, criticism, analysis, and more. You can also follow us on social media at Facebook.com slash Let's IntelliGame or Twitter.com slash Let's IntelliGame. Also, don't forget that every Thursday night from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m., we stream for a series we call Let's IntelliPlay. So if you'd like to watch some games being played and indulge in some commentary, discussion, and laughs, I encourage you to join us. Looking forward to hearing from you soon.